Each year on the second Sunday of Advent, we always have this gospel passage, each one from one of the gospels. We always have this on the transfiguration. Because if we were to count up every single day until Easter, so that is counting Sundays and that is counting Holy Week, we are exactly 40 days to Good Friday. So each year the church places this reading of the transfiguration here for a reason. In what the church does, we are to learn from. And so the readings we have on the Sundays of Advent are not just random. They're not just happenstance. The church in her great wisdom has placed them in specific spots for specific reasons. The reading today of this great moment of the transfiguration shows us that we cannot have glorification without sacrifice. This connection between the transfiguration and Good Friday. There's this intimate link between the two. So what are we supposed to take? What are we supposed to learn from the church placing this gospel on this Sunday? If we look just before the gospel passage today, Jesus foretells to the apostles that he is going to suffer greatly and die. And Peter runs up to him and says, No, Lord, that will not happen. And Jesus rebukes him and says, Get behind me, Satan. Because we cannot have glorification without suffering and sacrifice. Just as our Lord was transfigured in our gospel today, showing to Peter, James, and John this moment of the transfiguration, Jesus revealed what his glorified body would look like. What his body would look like in heaven someday. In appearing on either side are Moses and Elijah, showing that Jesus is this fulfillment of the Old Testament. It is easy for us to look at Jesus glorified. Because that is nice. That is comfortable. To think about what Jesus will be like in heaven. And oftentimes, when we see true depictions of what the crucifixion would look like, Jesus beat up, bloody, bruised, we turn away. In Jesus crucified, he is also glorified. Because we cannot have glorification without suffering. And so in our own lives, we want things to be good. We want things to be easy. In our American culture, oftentimes we go running away from difficulties and struggles. 
when Jesus is there in the difficulty, in the struggle. He is working. When we want to flee from that, it is us fleeing from the work that Jesus wants to do. At times, he allows certain difficulties that we might be purified, that we might draw deeper into relationship with him so that someday we may be glorified. But Jesus, in glorifying himself on this Mount Tabor, is where we believe it happened, Mount Tabor. In him doing that, he takes his three closest apostles, Peter, James, and John. These were not the first three called. Anyone that knows my favorite saint is St. Andrew. St. Andrew is the first called, but he gets left behind for some reason. And so he takes Peter, James, and John, these three beloved disciples, up to this mountain to reveal to them this rather intimate reality of who he is. In Peter, as our gospel says, not knowing what to say, goes to Jesus and says, Lord, let us build three tents here. I don't know about you, but if I saw Jesus glorified, I would not be worried about pitching a tent, right? What is this about? In the Jewish mindset, a tent was a home. It was a dwelling place. And if we look at the Latin word here for tent, the Latin there is tabernaculum. Does that word sound familiar? This tent, this dwelling place. Peter is saying, Lord, it is good that we are here. It is good to see you glorified, revealing your divinity. Stay with us. We want you here with us. We do not want to lose you. We do not want you to go and to die for us. In that same way, our tabernacle is this tent, this dwelling place of our Lord that he invites us into, this deep, intimate place of dwelling where he lives among us, calling us, inviting us to be with him. And in that same way, in the Mass, Jesus is transfigured. We see this bread in this wine. That's what we see. But it being changed, it being transfigured into truly Jesus' body and blood, soul and divinity here with us. And we receive him. We become this living tabernacle with our Lord. We receive our Lord in the Eucharist. That is the closest, most intimate place that we ever could be with him. Dwelling in this deep, beautiful union.
Jesus wants to dwell with us. He wants to be among us as he was his beloved disciples. He wants to have a relationship with you. What will your response be to that relationship he's calling you to? There's a beautiful relationship of love dwelling among us and dwelling within you.